There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it is Wednesday. That means it's hump day and it's raining, so you might be taking a little longer to get home, but no worries. Lori and Julia are here to keep you guys company. Yes, we are. We were just visiting old Prince Von Holt. Uh, gossip. No, gossip. He was, he was just. A- he was busted in the driveway of the home he shared with with Jaja, Jaja when she was bedridden and and bed bound, and her daughter was accusing the prince of like holding her hostage. But two prostitutes <laughs> that zip tied him after they and had some kind him. of a sexual activity yep. zip tied him and robbed him and oh, he yep. had to call you know the police and oh that's embarrassing oh yeah uh, and is it true that his prince name was paid for oh and, yeah he bought that title and, i just found that out today when i was yeah. researching this i can't believe that that's, yeah we could do a vintage scandal on that yes. whole story of that relationship <laughs> oh. but i would rather revisit the fact that the goldfish of burnsville Made Good Morning America today. Okay, I know nothing about this story. Okay, so this was front page mm-hmm. of the Star Tribune yesterday. Yep. I can't remember if it was the main section or if it was the Metro, but it was about how the Minnesota DNR is basically begging people to stop dumping their goldfish <laughs> that they don't want anymore into lakes and ponds. Or down the toilet. Well, down the goes, toilet, it might. goes into the river. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. No, you don't they, want... This is not cited, but okay. this story brought... GMA had a produced little segment uh, on it, and Robin and Michael were they and laughing? George were just like, what if people are doing... You know, basically, what if they're doing this all over the place? Right. Well, I don't even know here. what's happening. Well, let's have the story right. tell the story. It sounds like something straight out of a movie. Goldfish the size of footballs. Remember the fish? Came home in a baggie, loved me for two weeks, and then nothing! But it's real. Check out pictures of the typically tiny pets now causing some pretty big problems. Officials in Minnesota sounding the alarms. The city of Burnsville pleading on Twitter, don't release your pet goldfish into ponds and lakes because they grow bigger than you think. Pet goldfish released into the wild can grow over a foot long oh. and live up to 25 years. Oh. Wildlife officials in one Minnesota county removed an estimated 50,000 goldfish from a single lake last year. Goldfish are like little vacuum cleaners. They dig in the bottom looking for food and uh, by doing so they disturb the, the, the bottom of the lake quite significantly. Oh. Professor Shemek Bajer's company was tasked with investigating Burnsville's goldfish invasion. It's not their fault that they're becoming invasive. It's, it's kind of 
our fault because we're releasing them. Wow. Wow. And they eat the like the grass. So that stuff that that uh helps with algae right, and other fish other. and I mean 50 football sized goldfish from like so if this is happening in Burnsville, this is happening in over we implore the parents of the world who are buying goldfish to please bury them in your backyard in a little have shoe a box. ceremony <laughs> in a shoebox. Have a ceremony, you know, give them a nice place in a little garden, a little pot. Do not set them free. This is not Dory. I never knew <laughs> this, but I never knew that they grew to be the size Ooh. of a. Julia, we've never, thank goodness for Minnesota officials that they are sounding the alarm. I mm-hmm. saw this story got picked up by the Daily Mail. Right. So maybe there's going to be some good that happens out of this because who knows how many, it could be goldfish at the bottom of all of our problems in the lakes and it rivers. could be. And goldfish and water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Trash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I read a story too that they helped, they kind of discovered this because they eradicate carp in the same way. And when they were eradicating okay. the carp, because the carp become so invasive in yes. the same manner, they're bottom yeah. feeders. Right. They were eradicating carp and then they and started then they, finding these goldfish and then it just became more and more and, they and more. They probably and more thought and more. they were just big gold carp at first. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, a foot long, 25 oh, years. Just, some of these pictures, you guys, they're they're wild. They're wild. Wild. <laughs> wild. Wild. Well, this is a good this is so, a good little alert. And the story was called Giant Goldfish Invasion. But I mean, to me, like the bigger story would have been for GMA to say, you know, all over the world people don't release your goldfish. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know. Because who knew? Who knew? Jeez. So we've learned something right. new today. Um, by the way, I got to give a shout out for something at the Mears Park tomorrow night. It's Who's a there? Thursday night. Yes. Music is back on Tuesday night at the Minnesota History Center. Oh. All the parks, you know, the free music. Yeah. And Mears Park has music every Thursday up until the state fair. And on our cat video night. Who's there? It's the new standard. Oh, fun. So there's going to be a lot of people downtown St. Paul. I'm glad we get early. We go early for the cat video. Yeah. I mean, you know, right away. Wait, wait, wait. So what is, are, who's going to be there tomorrow night? So tomorrow night, it's the Shackletons. And remember, they came <gasps> oh, and sang Lori. Country Road yes. at the Country Roads at the fair. Yes, with So us. good, the oh. brothers. And they're just, they're amazing. These guys are amazing and um they there's they have a great new album in the can. They did it with this guy who pro- has produced Jonas Brothers and Lizzo and Oh really? Julia, you know that you know my record label, my imaginary record they label. Were one of the, I signed, signed them several guys. years ago when he I did. saw them. But um, you did, I remember this. They just they're just so so good and they're so charismatic. So if you're looking for some you free know, music, and actually we went last Thursday night, both of us, so fun, and it's so fun, and it's a great setting, and you there's great restaurants right there, and you can there's food trucks, there's beer trucks, there's everything. Yeah, it's really kind of low key nice. Yes, and not. To be confused with Loki. Loki, that's right. That's <laughs> Loki. Right. Okay, and then uh, you know, yesterday when we were, I was talking about the the guy who'd written the story about why he loves reading obituaries. Yes. What is in today's? His Star name was Tribune? Raleigh. Raleigh Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. What is in today's Star Tribune? Not his obit. I hope. No, but a very. Uh, this is everything. I we have learned so much in this obituary. All Her right. name is Helen Willette. Centenarian is uh, why she got a notable bit because she was 107 years old. She um, was a Grand Rapids, Minnesota resident. She was an avid consumer of news. She was she relished reading and talking about current events and frowned on gossip. 
She had no time for sharing any aches or pains, and she insisted on doing things for herself even after she sailed past the age of 100. Before she finally moved to assisted living a few years ago, she had a practice of tying a rope to her laundry basket to drag it to the elevator so she could do her own wash in her apartment building's laundry room. She would get on a bus to shop for her groceries. She scrubbed a floor by tying rags around her feet. I love that. She was a proud, self-sufficient woman who uh, her sister Marianne, who's 102, who lived at the same facility, uh, the combined age of the sisters, 210, made them among the oldest living siblings in Minnesota. Wow. And she, the sister said, it amazes me we live so long. I guess we just never worried it, worried. Maybe that's it. She was, uh, her sister Helen, one of seven children, Helen and her siblings attended a one-room schoolhouse. She and her sister worked at a military defense plant that manufactured gloves in Milwaukee during World War II. And Helen was an inspector. She married her husband, Louis, and they had a son who died as an infant. Because of that loss, her sister said she wouldn't have another child. She loved travel, clothes, and jewelry and was a painter. She was flamboyant. And her sister describes herself as down to earth. And her positivity was her calling card. Her niece said, even this last year when she was slowing down, you'd think it would be sad to call her, but I always felt better when I got off the phone with her. And if you did slip into gossip, Helen would say, you were talking loose now. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. (laughs) And fellow residents said the sisters were two of the most fascinating people they could meet. They had so much knowledge and experience. They just had a blast living life and... They love to talk about all the dancing and socializing they did as young women. Oh, I know what a life! I know, you know, and the thing, what a life! This, how old was she when she passed? One hundred and seven. Wow! <laughs> and she always thought it was positivity and being self-sufficient. Wow! Well, she, she really was. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, it does just a great, right. bitch, great, great life. Okay, listen, we come back. It's a story we can't get enough of. Why are we playing a 50-year-old country song written by Chris Christopherson and sung by Sammy Smith right now? Because according to Roger Friedman, uh, this this song is featured in Tom McCarthy's Most Excellent with Matt Damon giving the best performance of his career in this movie called Stillwater. And so that is a song from 1971, and Roger is convinced it's going to be a huge hit. And it's just premiered at Cannes. Just, it was at yes. the Cannes Film Festival. And um, so Roger Friedman said, uh, so this is Tom McCarthy, who uh, Oscar-winning writer and director of Spotlight. If you yeah. guys saw that movie, amazing movie yeah. about the Boston newspaper's investigation into the, the Catholic, Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did... The station agent with Peter Dinklage yep. and the visitor. And he said, uh, uh, this is, you could say the idea is not completely original because it's influenced by the case of Amanda Knox, the American girl who was accused of killing a roommate in Italy. She spent four years in a prison in Italy and then the Italian Supreme Court released her. So McCarthy, who uses this as a jumping off point to write his own version of what he thinks happened. And he's created the father of the girl in the person of Matt Damon named Bill Blake. And let's say this is the best performance in a 25 year 
career of really good acting. Right. And he's the dad. Bill Baker is the yeah. dad. He's an Oklahoma oil worker who visits his daughter in Marseille, France. Yes. Where she's in prison for the murder of her girlfriend. And the gal, the woman who's the French liaison for him, whatever, is our gal from um, Call My Agent. Her name is Camille Cotine. She's amazing. amazing. And Abigail Breslin pays his daughter. Right. And uh, the daughter says to him, "What, Dad, what if I know who the real murderer is? If only he can be found, and Bill will have to do it, since uh, Ab- you know her lawyer, which is played, I think, by Camille, says it's a dead end. So it's wow. about that. And McCarthy is really—he's—it's. He just said this is amazing. How far will the dad go to get his daughter out of prison? This man is from Stillwater, Oklahoma, not Stillwater, Minnesota. Right. And uh, he said, this is just a tour of divorce and men and women will both like this movie. And this opens July 30th in theaters. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so good. And Matt Damon, if you remember what that performance in Martian, that oh, was, my gosh. that was everything. And we, was, hate Mars. we hate Mars. We hate, we hate the thought of spending movie. four great years movie. going to visit a planet, which we're never going to do. But I mean that he, Matt Damon is an amazing actor. Yeah. Um, Roger thinks radio programmers would be smart to take out the Sammy Smith version of make it through the night and dust it off. Cause they're going to get requests like crazy. And we just played that for you. We so did. we've gone full circle on why we played the song. That that's right. Okay, so then Chris Hewitt had a great story, great scoop. I hope this gets picked up by other outlets. Um, the Sean Penn movie that is getting raves that debuted at Cannes Film Festival a couple that days we ago. talked about yesterday. Okay, mm-hmm. was it just yesterday? Mm-hmm. Starring his daughter. It's called Flag Day. Well, apparently, and we knew it was based on a memoir called The Flim Flam Man, the true story of my father's counterfeit life. What we didn't know, and Chris is sharing with us, is that Jennifer Vogel is, uh, you know, she's a former City Pages NPR journalist from Minnesota. It's about her dad, and he interviewed her uh, because she was in Cannes. Remember when I said uh, Sean Penn was flying 70 people associated with the film to Cannes on his budget? Yes. Because he's directing himself in this movie so, um, and I guess she's working on a novel. Okay. And, but she went to Cannes and talked to uh, Chris. She said, I never, this movie, her book, her memoir was optioned in 2004. Wow. And it okay. went through numerous Oscar winners and studio changes until Sean, it got into Sean's hand and he decided to direct and star as her father. And she said, when somebody like Sean Penn says he wants to do it, it, it's just, it just happened, you know, but it took that long, you know, to happen. And she said, I never dreamed I would be in Cannes watching a film based on my life, on my memoir, on the Mediterranean, wearing high heels, sipping champagne on a ver- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Randa, and she also had champagne in her hair at a pre-show party. A server splashed it on her and her stylist told her the booze would enhance her red carpet do. Wow. And she says she may end up writing about the experience of being in Cannes, which included observing people in elegant ball gowns, holding up signs in French that said need tickets, and watching paparazzi swerve away from her in search of somebody who's somebody. Which we know, we've seen that happen. She said, I got picked up by a festival car at the airport and people were clustering around my car with their Wait, cameras. Who's in who there? Is who it? is it? Who is and it? And then it's just me. In sweatpants. Yeah. In a sweatshirt from a long yeah. international flight. And nobody knows who she is. And she said um, at the screening, she was seated next to uh, star Dylan Penn, who's playing basically her. And in his curtain speech, Sean... Penn thanked his daughter and the woman she played. And um, Sean points to me after he talks about me. And I'm like, oh, no, everyone is looking at me. And Oliver Stone is in the row ahead. So I'm looking into Oliver's eyes as I'm getting a standing ovation. For what? I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. How exciting. I know. And and I'm just, the, the thing is, is that the reviews are all over the board for the flag and and a little lower than you'd want yeah we'll go yeah. see it anyway yeah you will i will for sure uh i mean yeah and so because there are some people that said if it was an unknown director this would have been a good movie but everyone knows sean penn and they expect more yeah. so there's a little expectation in there but um there's some good and some bad yeah and remember he isn't it hasn't been reviewed in the u.s this is just foreign uh, and then maybe no. Variety, these are the these Hollywood are reporter. no. These are little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then the other movie that's making buzz in Cannes is a movie called Red Rocket. Okay. What's that? Which that got uh, a standing ovation. Uh, about nine minutes. About the same as the Flag Day. So these the, are how do. It, it must just be because the director, the cast is there. is there. So you, of course, it's like seeing a Broadway play. Yes, yes. So you just stand and stand and stand so and stand. So that's why, like, yes. the French Dispatch, yes. there were so many stars you there. You had to keep clapping. You because to keep like, clapping because they all turn around and acknowledge. Yes, got it. So Red Rocket, followed, and the guy who did this movie did the Florida pot Project with Willem Dafoe. Did you guys see yes, that? Yes, I did. Wonderful movie. Anyway, it's about a washed-up male porn star played by Simon Rex who moves back home to Texas to crash on his mother-in-law's couch trying to patch up things with his estranged wife. And it's during the summer before the 2016 election. People love it. Yeah, I mean, now this it. one, The Guardian, The Wrap, The Hollywood Porter, everyone says yep. thumbs up. They said, uh, get ready, Indy, get ready, Oscars. This is going to be a movie to watch also. Looking forward go. to it. All right. Top of every hour, plus extended Dirt Alerts at 820 and 1220 with Elizabeth Reese. And at 520 with Holly Roberts. On my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. All right, my talkers, Cat Video Festival tickets are on sale now, so get your hands on them while you still can. One dollar from each of our ticket to Cat Video Festival 2021 supports our charity partner, Bitty Kitty Brigade. 
and get your tick get your Chuck and Don's VIP tickets, VIP tickets, excuse me, before they sell out. The Cat Video Festival is Thursday, August 12th, presented by First Equity and Akana Pet Foods. Now we will have a segment from America's Funniest Home Videos filled with cats, plus our own fan cat video reel brought to you by My Talkers. Get more info at MyTalk1071.com keyword cat. All right, that cat video festival is coming up. Yes, time is. is running out. Yes. Um, Grant's gonna dress as a kitty cat. I oh. think he should be a calico cat. <laughs> Grant, you die. No, he'd some be of the... a tabby. Oh, a tabby. He'd be too. a tabby. Yeah. I think okay. you should do that, Grant. I'll do. I'll do it. Full I'll... makeup and everything. We'll have some fun. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> full guard for sure. Okay, we're mm-hmm. keeping our eye on the Britney Spears. She's in court right yep, now. Yeah, that's or happening. The, her her uh, hearing her is happening. Who would be attorney is pleading his cape case to represent her got it got it okay got so it. we'll keep our eyes on uh-huh. that um okay so let's talk about the emmys because we just like we're so excited that so many of our favorite people mm-hmm. we didn't really get to digest some of the our favorite shows that didn't get nominated yeah and some of the kooky like all of the supporting actors in handmaid's tale and all of the supporting in ted lot did all those people need to be nominated well, i told you that there were a couple categories that were literally there's seven people nominated and three were from handmaid's tale three were from ted lasso and then there was the one random they all cancel each other out it it was really weird it felt kind of lazy well, that you have so many people from one show. Did people only watch certain shows? Well, this is uh, what uh, our buddy Roger Friedman is asking. He said that so few shows For divided... such close friendships that we have with him, I wish he would call us. I know it. I know it. He said this, <laughs> that so few shows divided up the spoils indicates that the Emmy voters aren't able to deal with everything that's available to them. And that's a scandal and a shame because he's like, where's Lupin? Ugh. Where's Billions? Where's you? And Billions has never gotten love. Very never. much the same like the Americans. Yeah, you're oh, right about both that. Both are those are fantastic uh-huh. shows. I but forgot Billions. About did you like Billions last year as much? Yes, as, I did. I didn't finish. I yeah, have to go I back did. and do that. Okay, I did. but Lupin, where's Yellowstone? Well, Yellowstone was fantastic, and critics love it, and the audience loves it. Oh yeah, it, it was the number you, one rated streaming show last summer, if you remember. Yeah, and also Kevin Costner, Emmy oh. Award winning work, Kelly Riley, who plays his daughter, uh, Wes ben- Bentley, who plays the weird son, the guy, the hot guy who plays Casey. Maybe he's not. You know, he's so oh, he do just get nominated for being hot. I nominate Casey, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> I think people do. Um, also, um, Roger specifically points out what huge hits Lupin and Call My Agent were, and those were French made uh, TV yeah. series for uh, for Netflix, but they were wildly popular. It one of the shows that like a lot a lot of people were watching and. He, uh, so, uh, you know, we're like, yeah, because they were, it was high quality, original, original, amazing writing. And then he also points out that uh, Donald Sutherland not getting a best supporting nod for the The undoing undoing, on HBO. He he was was fierce. He was. Every scene he was in, he stole. Right. Um, He said, are these people on drugs? Are they? 
What's the consensus? And um, like what Mrs. state do they live like in? Like Mrs. Maisel was ineligible because they didn't have a season. Yeah, and I didn't like that last season. Anyway. You didn't, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I I agree. And billions really has been ignored year after year for whatever. But that's reason. the truth. Like you said, Americans was always ignored. And then always. what was the other one that was well? All- Justified was ignored. Justified was so good. But Margot, um, Martindale Dale, won for that one. Best season. supporting yeah. actors. Also, uh, here's the math for the 19th time HBO has set the record for the most nominations by one over Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, 130 nominations to 129. Wow. They, that's how they, they stack they them up. by one. Okay. And if uh, Donald Sutherland had gotten a nod, but anyway, um, I mean, there's 15 nominations for Hacks, which I know it's up against Ted Lasso, but Hacks was by far the best comedy of the, of the I year. I haven't finished it. Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, you'd never even watched Ted... Like no. hacks, you wanted to gobble up, but it was just getting dropped to a week. Right. You know, Mayor of Easttown, that was the best limited series. Mm-hmm. And so HBO is, you know, they are fighting the good fight because they've got Lovecraft Country, Mayor of Easttown, I May Destroy You, Last Week Tonight. Allen versus Pharaoh got seven nominations. Ugh. The Bee Gees, How to Mend a Broken so Heart. The documentary was wonderful. Wonderful. Very that got cool. six nominations. Um, I didn't watch this, but David Burns' Utop- American Utopia. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. He's that, from the Talking Heads. That got six. Also, a Black Lady sketch show. That got um, right. five, and that's on H. All these are on HBO. Four noms for Perry Mason, three for Euphoria. All in, like, makeup and costume. Sure. Now for, uh, Tina, though, got three nominations. The di- Tina Turner oh, we documentary. That. We loved that. That was on yes. HBO. For crying out loud. And um, there were two nominations for Oslo, which um, I, I don't think I, I saw that. It. Did you, Grant? No, I did not see that HBO show. HBO movie. Yeah, no. And then The Undoing got, you know, Hugh Grant and then production yeah. design. Really, it should get an award for coats. Well, whatever. Coats and wigs. And, um, and then Hacks, Flight Attendant, The Friends Reunion. All right. So, it may, you know, really kind of that, that if you're counting... HBO got the little nod over Netflix, but you know Netflix would have had him if Lupin and Call My Agent had been recognized. And and again, those are two great shows. If people need ideas, Lupin is so clever. So I was Call My Agent. All I, I can it. think I of, turned you guys out yeah, of that one. I loved. All them. I can think of is that people with the 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 lazy Emmy voters didn't want to read French subtitles. Because it, but I, but I do, will tell you. But Lupin, you do. You have, you have to, read to read. But I, lo- but I also it made you pay attention and it allowed you to be more immersed. Yes. Because you couldn't do seven other things at the same time. And we were working on our conversational French. Wait, you wait. Were, yeah, I was. Anyway. Wait, wait. Who I was I listening to? I was listening to something somewhere who has a very heavy Spanish accent today. Was it Antonio Banderas? No, oh. it was someone else, and he was talking about. One time when he did edibles at a chocolate bar, <laughs> and you're just supposed to eat one piece, oh, and he didn't he thing. didn't read it, Uh-oh. he didn't know, and he ate the whole twenty eight pieces or something oh. in the chocolate bar, and oh, said, no. "Oh dear, oh my word, my I spoke English better than I ever had because my tongue never worked, works translating from my Spanish accent to oh, English." And he said, funny. "Suddenly when I'm on all these edibles, 
I could, my tongue worked. I could speak English so fluidly. It was, it was the funniest thing. I wish story. you could remember who it was. Oh, he's some um, food, world food um, guy, the head guy of the World Food Organization, this amazing chef. Would we know him? Andreas something. Um, oh. I, but he's had, uh, he started World Food Organization. He could just go in and it started all with Hurricane Katrina and wanted to feed people in the Superdome or whatever it's called down there. And yeah. they went to Haiti. And he's he's an amazing man. But Oh, God, you're giving us good clues, but we can't think I'll, who it is. I'll find his name. Okay. I'll find his name. But it was just the funniest thing listening to someone say, oh, my gosh. And then Jose Andreas. Oh, okay. You know, and he's a huge chef and everything. Yeah, but talking, I have heard of him. Yeah, and just talking yeah. about how the tongue doesn't work, but when it was on elbows, <laughs> it worked in a different way. <laughs> You know, we're talking about eating candy, kids. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know you didn't watch uh, Roni last night, but I will say that Sony Margaret... Real Housewives of New, New York, York City. For those of Good us who aren't as yeah. up to speed yeah. as you. Roni, uh, Sonia Morgan did a party trick uh, that was pretty epic. Um, she managed to... Well, they were having some kind of a hot discussion with this friend of Ramona's, this gal, Bershon, and they, the ladies were in Salem. It was a continuation of last week being in Salem, going to the, the, the wackiest tattoo parlor I've ever seen. It made me realize I don't need to go to Salem. It's, ever. It's kind of how I felt. Even though it's a harbor town sure. and it's probably lovely, yeah. I don't feel like the ladies gave Salem its best shot because they were so obviously bored Okay. With every uh, thing that they did. Now I know it's COVID, so like when they filmed this, right? Yeah, when they filmed it. But anyway, they're having kind of a uh, he discussion. Uh, Bershon, Sonia, and Ramona, and R- Ramona, uh, Sonia runs in to get a, uh, the rest of her red wine that she'd left on the where she never lets a drop table. go. Oh no! And she's standing outside the door of the restaurant with her bedazzled mask on. And manages as 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 Ramona and this Bershana going back and forth to drink a big full half glass of wine right through her mask. Not even having the sipper like our oh, no. sipper ladies. She from just put that. The it was mask. a dark mask, oh. and she just went like that. Well, I thought you know, but it was, and then it was gone, and I knew Twitter was going to blow up. You know, anyone who was watching mm-hmm. it because it was just, you know, it was the funniest thing, and nothing dribbled. And she just, like, it was nothing. Like, it was no, <laughs> no big, big deal. deal. It's gross. I love her. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Well, there, mean, is, there is gossip right now going on with um, the housewives. Well, because, I think Leah is busy planting stories. Well, listen to this. So, last night. She did not come off good last night oh, with her again? fake crocodile tears. She started crying because Ebony said, ladies, I have some sad news to tell you. And all of a sudden, Leah crumples up in the world's worst acting ball and starts <laughs> fake crying. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Ebony's grandmother had died that morning. So why the hell is Leah well, stealing Ebony's tears? I'm going to tell you why. Because Leah didn't go to her grandmother's dying weekend when she had an opportunity to, and so she has guilt. Okay, but when you watch it, it's so I can't bad. Stand. Well, they so had their lowest the ratings ever, Lori. Last night, they had the lowest one week ever with 764,000 live viewers. Yeah, that was last week. Okay, well, they're just week. saying, yeah. so they've canceled the reunion. No, they haven't canceled They've the postponed reunion. it, Lori. Let me just tell you the news, okay? Okay, well, Before tell you, me, because... 
I know, but okay. you tell me one thing. You say they've canceled it, but it's postponed. They I'm just did. trying to get to the truth. Oh, God, you are just an attorney. All right, so so they have delayed Okay. Be, amid plummeting ratings. The cast and chaos, um, cast chaos, all hell is breaking loose behind the Real Housewives of New York City. It was scheduled to shoot the reunion on August 5th. It is moved, pushed back to at least September Cast members have been advised season 14 is now scheduled to film in 2022, where they usually would do it in the fall. Right. Sources say viewers don't want to be lectured. Mm -hmm. Uh, They said that um, they, Ebony is demanding that Ramona be demoted. There is going to be a cast shakeup for sure. Well, for sure there is going to be. If People they, are if they bored. Just, the biggest tell on that is that they're not filming this fall. Right. In October. Which, which means is when they, they're, they're regrouping. They're, they're regrouping. And Ramona, for the third time on national TV on a girl's trip, poop on her bathroom floor. Oh. Why does she fall off the toilet or what happens? I'm sick her, of the show. squirts <laughs> oh, is what's happening with her. She squirts oh. and so she can't make it to the toilet? Mm. And maybe it's slipping, you know. Maybe While drinking? No, but maybe she's just standing there in her underwear. Maybe she can't feel it. I don't know. It's time for her to go to the doctor. But Are you so- kidding Sonia me? Sonia stepped in it. <laughs> no. And she poops on the floor like without no, underwear on? No, I mean, I think it just slips out. Ah! Okay. Like diarrhea running down her yes. leg or something? Yes, a Hershey squirt is. And then she oh. tried, don't you know what a Hershey squirt is? That's why <laughs> well, I said yeah, that. but usually you do it in your underwear. I didn't know it just happens. I Listen, when it's landing on bathroom floors on three different girls' trips, it's time to do something. And then Ramona just goes, oh, Sonia, that's just my makeup. And I'm like, oh. that ain't makeup. And Sonia's got it on the bottom of oh. her shoes. And she is laughing so hard about how much she loves this girl. And she goes, that's why I wear a diaper. And they pan to her on the long trip to Venezuela. Wait, Remember she wait, wore the wait, diaper? Wait. And she goes, oh, and, oh. Pe- and then she peed her pants on camera from laughing oh for the fact. So there were a couple of saving Grace. moments in in New but York when Housewives. you die if you were known as the floor pooper? Yes. I, I'm very surprised that Ramona puts up with this and allows it, but she didn't know it was on camera. And, and Sonia's just like, she doesn't even know it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And she shows her shoes to the camera guy, and then her legs are crossed, and she's holding, and she goes, I can't stop laughing. This is so funny. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, and then she drank, you know, wine to her face mask, which I thought, drinking a glass of red wine, I wonder if there could be any saving. It would be protect your teeth. That's right, Julia. (laughs) It would be a filter, a strain. Maybe to keep the tannins yeah, or whatever because I'll tell your you teeth. what, Grant, every time Julia and I have walked around with Bree stuck over our front teeth in an effort not to have <laughs> red wine stains, it never goes right. All right, I know we're late. We got to go. We'll be right back. Hopefully, Brittany is getting out, uh, the first step to getting out of her conservatorship. The courtroom, it's now closed. And, you know, after the leak of her audio, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've uh, they've really, they're locking this down. So uh, TMZ uh, will have will have updates as soon as right. they take a break or the hearing end, ends. But there's no telling how long it will last. And she's hoping... Of course, out with the old and in with the new, and the the judge will hear arguments from the attorney who Brittany wants to hire. Okay, and he is going to argue um, that um, that 
that she has a right to choose her own attorney on her own accord without her father getting in the way as conservator of her estate. But as someone who's in a conservatorship, you don't have that right. Yes. Speaking of conservatorship. Yeah, I know. So we'll, we'll get into that. And of course, Jamie is going to be conflicted because this Rosengart will want to remove Jamie as conservator of Britney's estate because she made that clear three weeks ago. That's what she right. wants. And his plan and the ACLU backed Britney on this is that Britney has a constitutional right to due process, which includes being able to select her counsel of her choice. That happens in criminal cases. And he will argue that the conservatorship is similar to a criminal case because it deprives Brittany of her personal liberty. All right. That's the argument that's being made. And then that will be um, that will be um, just the first step. Got it. And then it will then if once he gets that go ahead, which I can't believe he I hope he gets. um, But Brittany will end up like maybe influencing conservatorship law and all of that kind of stuff. So we'll just, you know, keep our eye on that. But it's not, today's hearing is not for her to get rid of her dad. No, it's this just is to for get, her to be yeah. able to hire her own lawyer. That Because the other, the last lawyer yeah, she's had for eight years, her dad appointed. Ah. And he did nothing except collect Britney checks. Listen to what her dad had to say. <laughs> yeah, and then Tom Girardi, as that's happening. Yes. Um, you know, Erica Girardi's current storyline on the Housewives of Beverly Hills has been that she's divorcing her 82-year-old husband, Tom Girardi, who turned out to be a crook. And unfortunately for Erica, legally speaking, it's not easy to wipe your hands of a husband who was embezzling money from <clears throat> victims of crashes and explosions and burns. So what's going on with her now? So what's going on? Well, I mean, she's <clears throat> last week. Oh, yeah, you were gone. Uh, there, the judge allowed three different burn victims to go after her personally. Oh, they did because of the paperwork, the documents that showed that Tom Girardi's law firm borrowed her money or loaned her money, loaned her, gave her money they, to her different LLC. Oh, so she oh, can no. be. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. All right, so that happened. I didn't well, know. Well, I mean, when he's embezzling money from victims. He, he represented to pay for her pop career, and she's done so much bragging yes. about how he funded everything yes. for her career. Yes. Lots of uh, evidence on tape for that. So so while she's dealing with that, he's the one who's facing the legal repercussions as he was the lawyer doing the embezzling, but he's now under conservatorship uh, with his brother as conservator as, um, like, they've basically dementia and the, yeah. you know medical reasons yeah. is what they're saying but he is in serious embezzling issues where he's been being sued by everybody and i think this has been set up i i i, I don't necessarily believe that he really has dementia i can okay. see where you're going that honestly yeah. an e- like right now just it a, would be the easiest way in the to- world I mean, we have Erica on the Housewives just in Tahoe, just like a year ago, October, October of 2020. Tom is at the office every day. He's just work, work, work. He's not slowing down a second. There you go. And, you know. Ding, 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 ding. So there's a lot. We even said this when it happened. It all seemed very suspicious. It does. So, but the care, the court didn't care about it because he's not objecting. 
Um, he's consenting to it, and it is his brother. But I mean, his partners at his law firm law firm are su- suing him. There's a a law firm out of Chicago that apparently gives loans to big law firms that are expecting their big settlements, right? Like a floating loan. Okay, sure. Okay, so this Chicago law firm also got stiffed, mm. and like they give big balloon loans. Mm-hmm. So there's like really big ones, big wow. ones, like ten million at a pop here, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking, and and then the L.A. Times had an incredible story about how Tom Girardi was a very big. He donated to the chief of police and um, the district attorneys that would be running, and, and he worked the system too he, uh, from a different angle. Yes, like Scientology worked it from a different yes. angle, and and he would have like massive. Parties, yes, and bring like, people to Vegas. Vegas, yeah, he was Fly he was extravagant, his, yeah, very, so. and kind of bought them in a in a silent way by come to this great party, come do this fun stuff. There's yeah. going to be an unbelievable a book or movie about this show about oh. this whole thing. Didn't she say like I'm made of cash? At oh one yeah, point? Oh, no. she was. She's and she's that's why she's so worried and she's really. Worried. I Shit, didn't know that they allowed three. Wow. Well, yeah. you know what? Yeah, she was. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. I mean, clear. he does. Well, it's not going to be does. so easy. Erica. No, it isn't. All right, we'll be back. This is Lori and Julia, my tech 1071. We'll be right back.